Welcome to the GPS Training Podcast, the monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor GPS navigation. Welcome to the GPS Training Podcast. It's our 62nd episode and a slightly different mid-month episode. This is because for only the second time ever, I'm going to hand the reins of the podcast over to a great friend of mine, Paul Freeman. Paul Freeman, an active member of Northumberland National Park Mountain Rescue Team and a explorer in uh, i'm sorry paul can i call you an explorer or not uh, no i think uh, well yeah, <laughs> i think you'll have to edit that as well oh you are an explorer paul we've yes. been discussing your next tactic oh, yeah. you do some quite extreme things yeah. compared to what i'm going to do so before i hand over the reins the reason mm. we're doing this is um as people hopefully will know i've just uh tried to walk 118 miles in 48 hours. Well, actually, I did it in 53 hours, um, and I walked for two great charities. Um, and I thought, it went down very well last time he came in, Paul. So I thought, instead of me telling you guys what's going on, bring Paul in. He's done similar things in the past, and he can kind of um, get the ins and outs of exactly what's happened. So over to you, Paul, and then I'll grab it at the end and uh, finish it off. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks, John, for inviting me back. It only seems like five minutes since last October when I was here interviewing you after your 16 miles in 24 hours. So that was right along the Difficult north to believe where the time time has gone in the past. I day. always choose the uh, weekend with the weather, don't I? Yeah, so we had to too. storm something here that weekend, <laughs> and then we had the horrendous weather of last weekend. Yeah. So I think I do a very good a job of choosing the wrong weekend. So, John, maybe, maybe we could start with um, you, perhaps you just telling us something about why you wanted to do this challenge well the reason i did this was a bit of a backstory is Mm. is um with shepherd's walks which is the parent company of gps training we raise money for two charities every year which as you well know is northumberland Mm. national park mountain rescue and north northumberland hospice and we do this mainly through one of our challenge walks which is the northumberland coastal challenge walk now for the um well two years ago with covid um we had to postpone that event and uh, that's when i thought right these charities still need the money you still have to be active you're still rescuing more people than what you were pre-covid so i thought how can i give that money that we used to donate um, after one of our events. Mm. So I set about last year and walked the 64 miles in 24 hours, which I thought, brilliant, that's the end of that. Not going to have to do that again. That's done. And then, of course, COVID hit again over the winter. Um, the Northumberland Coastal Challenge Walk was again postponed until next year. And I thought, right, okay, I need to step back up to the, uh, the, the fence as such and try and raise some money. So I kind of thought, I'm not going to go and do exactly the same. Let's see if I can do twice as long or not far twice as long um which was 118 miles um there's also a little bit of an inkling there as well because I, I know you guys have all done the spine challenge race which was 108 i thought i'm going to do a little bit more than that <laughs> 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 not that i'm competitive in no, any way <laughs> no <laughs> and uh, i did actually uh, at my last last stopping point on this walk i did actually say to my dear wife jen do you realize i'm at 107 miles now <laughs> i said even if i walk a mile up the road and drop dead i'm not stopping at this point um so again i thought i'll do a slightly longer walk over 48 hours and um see if we can raise a, a similar amount of money which we thankfully end up being able to do that so Brilliant. that's really a bit of the backstory yeah. of, of, of yeah. that, how, how that yeah. came about so i kind of thought 118 125 was kind of what i was thinking i should be doing okay that 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 sounds that sounds brilliant um so how on earth 
do you go about preparing yourself physically and mentally for a challenge like that? 60 miles in 24 hours, I think most people could probably just about get their heads around that, that it's a kind of almost doable, but, you know, more than twice, well, about twice the distance and and twice the time is is a completely different ball game. Yeah, the way I get around it, two ways is, is um, I suppose, let's look at the actual walk and then look mm, at the preparation. Yeah. I suppose. So the walk, I don't look at it at 118 miles, I look at it at legs. So yeah. everything's legs, so everything's 18 mile legs, 17 mile legs, 16 mile legs, 13 mile legs, whatever it is. And, and right down to, um, I only then look that I need to be at this place by this time. Even with my GPS unit, because I'm navigating a GPS unit, it, I just load a leg. So my GPS takes me to my next leg, and, and that's the only way I'm, I mentally manage it. And as long as I hit that leg on time or before, I kind of feel I'm achieving what I need to do. Going back to how do I prepare for it, I think it very much goes back to what we discussed last time was um, how a long walk is completely being changed. Yeah. So actually, yeah. Yeah. Um, three years ago, a long walk for me was a 15-mile walk in the Cheviots. Now a long walk for me is a, a, a no, a normal walk for me is a 19, 26-mile walk on a Saturday. Saturday, And therefore, it's amazing how you keep your fitness up. I've been thinking a lot about this because actually many years ago, I, I ran the Great North Run nine times on the trot. Now, the first time I ran Grand North Run, I, I could only run 100 yards, 200 yards, and built my fitness up. But once you built your fitness up, you kind of kept there, don't you? So my fitness was kind of kept from last time, you know. Um, I kind of kept my walking going. Lockdowns has done me a world of good because I don't, <laughs> I don't have to deliver GPS training courses, so I go out walking. Um, so my my mindset is, no, now I can I can go and walk 26 miles. I can walk at, at over three miles an hour, and that's just... I've just got my fitness there, really. Yeah, it's really interesting because I don't think it is... I mean, the physical preparation is a big thing and we can't can't discount that. But I think it's that shift in your thinking as well that, you know, a a 26-mile walk now is not a long walk. No. And and once you've broken one barrier, well, you know, another barrier is perfectly possible as long as you have the mental attitude. And I think that, that idea about breaking things down into legs... Yeah. Is really really important and I know for me when I was running marathons you know someone gave me the best bit of advice which was it's not 26 miles yep. it's one mile 26 times and I only ever used to think about what is the next mile mm-hmm. going through that mile otherwise the whole thing just becomes mentally too much to cope with. and it's quite interesting you know along the trails and I've not yet discussed with you along the trails that we I walked along yeah um, where two trails I know very, very well, which was St Cuthbert's Way. Because for many years we ran mm. the St Cuthbert's yeah. Way Challenge yeah. Walk and the Northumberland Coast Path, as we've already said, we run the Northumberland yeah. Coastal uh, Challenge yeah. Walk as well. And as I was coming along those, I, I kind of thought to myself, do you know what? When we ran the St Cuthbert's Way Challenge Walk, I used to wreck it the day before and do 19 and a half miles. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I'm not going to swear, but I was tired after 19 and a half miles yeah. um, seven or eight years ago. Yeah. Now I did, no, I, I can, no, 19 and a half miles, I've now hit lunchtime and I, I'm happy to do another no, yeah. similar distance afterwards. So my mind, and again, when I was coming down the coast, when we used to recce the coastal challenge walk, which was 26 miles, I would never walk all 26 miles. I used to walk 13 miles of it and somebody else did 13 miles of it. And, and like the day before it, because I kind of thought 26 miles, that's, too big a challenge for me to do in a day where now um 
I go yeah. and do 60 yeah. miles in, in 24 hours. hours. Hmm. So it's that whole mindset yeah. and, and, and everything. And as you pick in your mind, you start just losing it. Like, yeah, I'm always been an optimist, but I always kind of lose big head chunks. I kind of go, actually, this is longer than I thought. I thought that I'll be by here now. Actually, I've got another eight miles before I reach there. So your mind kind of just sometimes, uh, yeah, doesn't, yeah, I convince myself otherwise, really. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah I should be where absolutely. I should be. Yeah. So this time last Friday, John, you were already well into your walk. So do you want to take us through what the walk was like and some of the highs and lows? Yeah, most certainly. So again, going into it, I kind of thought, <clears throat> how what, what how can I get this managed up? So originally I kind of thought, right, I was originally going to extend the Northumberland Coast Path into Scotland. So I thought mm. I'll start in Scotland, come down the Scottish Coastal Path, uh, um, Berwick's coastal path and then jump onto the Northumberland coast path but I, kind of, I was going to end up too far up north to do this in some real areas I just didn't know so I kind of thought right let's let's go into some areas that we do so I, I started at Melrose in Scotland which is people know as the start of St Cuthbert's Way I came down St Cuthbert's Way to a place called Newtown St Boswells and then I jumped on to the Border Abbey Way which I know you've walked Paul I think, yes, I have walked it, yeah. so uh, when I mentioned this to you for you gave me this funny look as if like <laughs> you didn't approve of the border every way. It wasn't one of my most memorable walks, I think. I think I found it a bit there were long sections of track and, and minor road and farm road and I found it just a bit too boring. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have to agree with you at times there. So I jumped on the board Rabbit Way and went mm. out to Kelso. So this time last week, um, it's about tea time, I was had my tea in Kelso. And then I jumped back on the board Rabbit Way um, and, and went to Jed back to Jedburgh, mm. St Cuthbert's Way, Jedburgh down to um, Yetham over at Wide Open Hill, the highest point. And then I jumped on St Cuthbert's Way again over the Cheviots to Wooler and over the coast of Berwick, uh, sorry, to Bamborough. And then jump on the, uh, the the Northumberland Coast Path to Walkworth, and then jumped on St Oswald's Way, came inland to Rothbury. So that that was the overall the journey, but it was very, it was very um, very different. So the first section really to Kelso was was wet, um, but easy. Do you know the I followed as you know you follow the mm. the River Tweed. It was about um, you know foot and a half off breaking your spanks, but that's all right with me. And it was wet and good fun and a little bit of road walking uh, there. I then jumped, um, had my tea at Kelso, jumped onto the section that falls the River Teviot and the River had burst its banks. So um, that was just, I'm going to say horrendous is too strong a word, but it was just that feeling of like, this is, I don't need this. Mm. I don't need this. So I dropped down to the river. The path went under the river um, and, and the river was just gushing. It's dark. You can hear the noise of the river and you kind of think this is not good. So it was a case of scrambling up the bank and dropping back down a little bit further on. But the undergrowth is very tight and it's, it's, it's hard. I was very aware. I was you know, catching myself, cutting myself. I was going up. Um, at one point, I actually just, I was going to bail out onto the road and joined a little bit further on but I kind of came up edge of farmer's field followed that for a mile or two and then dropped back down to the river um so that was yeah that was quite trying thankfully I was quite near I think if that been at the end I would have just given up at that point um and just before um Jedfoot Bridge was just before Jedburgh was quite amusing because I kind of you you cross you cross the river Tevius again and and I remember when I wrecked it, I I was on a, another floodplain, and you walk on top of a flood bank, and I'd wrecked it eight days earlier, in glorious sunshine, and I thought this is going to be flood here again. But actually, when I hit it, it was all right. And I thought this is 
brilliant. So I kind of followed it, and then I was walking in the dark and thought, there's a big silage bale there. There's another big silage bale there. <laughs> <laughs> I realised they'd been washed down the river maybe the night before, and then as I headed back to um, to the road to jump on to St Cuthbert's, uh, St Cuthbert's Way, I kind of had to go up to my knees in water, and it was just like, I'm just so glad to get away from these these border rivers. Um which was uh, which was which was hard. So that was quite hard. Uh, I I'd walked ten days earlier the next section, which was uh, the Saint Cuthbert's Way section. So I kind of went over to Moor Battle and then over onto the top of Wide Open Hill, which is the highest point on Saint Cuthbert's Way, which I uh, summited at ten past two. Again, that was just a bit strange. You know, mm. climbing up from midnight. Yeah. I know you sent me a few messages and and you yeah. went to bed. I believe you must have you didn't wait for my reply. For, did you? <laughs> I did get your reply. In the morning, I was already in bed. <laughs> so uh, that was a bit surreal because again, I've walked up there a lot, and, and you kind of just thought, "This doesn't seem right being yeah. on top of this in the middle of the night yeah. with my head torch." Yeah. Yeah. And it was just starting to cool down. The wind was there. I was getting that. I was a little bit tired. Um, well, yeah. I was. I was starting to feel that fatigue coming in. Mm. Um, so I was quite glad to get off there. Got down. Um, 20 past three, um, which is um, where I'd parked the van. So I'd parked the Shepherd's Walks van, put a mattress in the back, climbed in the back at 20 past three and um, and uh, eight, eight changed myself, changed my clothes, got on my sleeping bag and uh, the clock chimed at four o'clock. And mm. at that point I thought, right, head torch off, get some sleep and uh, set my alarm for 20 to seven. Up at 20 to seven, um, quick something to eat, um, Shoes back on, and off I went across the Cheviots. I think about 15 minutes in, put my waterproofs on, um, and head across there, really wet on the Cheviots, wet um, underfoot. Um, and over that second section, really, so I'm kind of Saturday morning up to lunchtime, no, I did feel myself um, just starting to slow down. I could feel that fatigue coming in, adrenaline maybe stopping a little bit. Was met by a good friend of yours, Nanette, from yeah, the Mountain Rescue, yeah. who walked out um, with some uh, jelly babies. <laughs> so, uh, And uh, I, I see she posted on social media that she'd never seen any jelly babies as quick <laughs> as me. <laughs> so that kind of tells you about my sugar exhaustion at that yeah. point. Um, dropped down to Wooler, um, had a lunch there, um, and then walked uh, Wooler, heading out towards the coast, which again, a little bit of climbing and then a little bit of road working, St Cuthbert's Cave, if people know the area, and then joined the Northumberland Coastal Path. I got to Bamborough for tea time, so it was like half six, seven o'clock. Uh, had something to eat there, jumped onto the beach and carried on. Now, this is where things started to go a little bit less well because my aim was to get to Owlmouth, um, which is, and I'll just look at my mileage sheet there, I was hoping to get to Owlmouth, which was 95 miles in, um, by 4.30 in the morning. And my aim was to walk walk through there. But I, by by midnight, um, I was just exhausted. I reached a place called Low Newton. Um, I should have been there at half past 11. Um, it was now 12 o'clock, so I was starting to slow down and I was just absolutely exhausted. And I had 10 miles to push on and I kind of thought, I, I cannot do it. I, I, I could do it, but it's going to take me. You know, it's going to take me ten hours to do it. This is. I'm. I'm going to. I'm going to start losing it here. Um, so I put my head down, slept for four hours, um, and and kind of got back on top of it. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I walked with a good friend at that point, um, and he said I'd never seen anybody go to bed so exhausted and wake up with a smile on the face, ready to go again. Uh, 
But the problem then is we had then an extra 10 miles through that last day. So we started actually at four o'clock in the morning, which is actually three o'clock in the morning because the clocks had changed. So we started walking at three o'clock. So we did three o'clock till um, really seven, half seven. We got to Almouth, had something to eat and then pushed on um, the, the remaining uh, miles. So kind of what well, Almouth was 95 miles up to 118. So what that's... Um, made 23 miles um through that last day so instead of being 23 miles my last day i ended up having to do 33 miles which was a uh, hard and then I, I didn't hit my my midday deadline which is what i was hoping to and we finished at five o'clock but hey i completed it so uh, yeah, a little that, bit a little bit over where i should have been absolutely i mean it's an amazing achievement really and as you say you did complete it mm-hmm. which is the important thing really Mm-hmm. Um, so what what were the high points what were the low points for you John on on the walk I think the high point is that first day I really enjoyed we were just talking mm-hmm. about it before we went on I, I, I really enjoyed just being on my own you know yeah. just walking on my own uh-huh. um, enjoy I enjoy my own company walking at my own pace pacing myself seeing where I'm at um, I do if people see the social media I kind of do a lot more you know, talking to the camera um um when i'm when i'm on my own a lot more time to think about what's ahead of me um i enjoyed the challenge of wide open hill even though it was it was a little bit fatigued um but i knew my bed wasn't far away and actually i enjoyed you no know, climbing you no know, seeing the views there's something quite unique about walking through a village at midnight when yes. the world is asleep yes. Yes. and then you kind of just turn and and, yeah. and like if somebody said that you at midnight walk to the top of that that hill there you would go that's ridiculous um and actually as i came down i kind of um i got a little bit lost um just i kind of hit the summit i was cold i I need to get down and kind of a little bit lost but actually i was quite i enjoyed that because i kind of i used my skills to get myself back where i needed to be so actually um instead of just kind of panicking i kind of write stop think about what you're doing here john you know like otherwise you can get yourself into problems so I kind of got my GPS out worked out where I was can see where I needed to do you know got back onto the footpath um so I was maybe 20 minutes you no know, longer than I should have been but actually I quite enjoyed that because actually was I'd been walking since lunchtime it's now um what three o'clock in the morning so I've been going really for 15 hours solidly with literally you no know, half an hour of stop and I enjoyed that testing my skill levels and I was yeah. fully yeah. shooting up hat on gloves on cold wind um and i get this i found this last time when when i'm fatigued i feel a little bit sick um which is a bit i quite like it really because i know i pushed myself so actually I, I knew i was like you're at your limits but actually you still manage to keep your head together together yeah, yeah. navigating not panicking and never once to feel out of control right just think right logically right there you are you're back on where you need to be that's what and, and your mind starts playing tricks because actually show that wall she's on that i'm on the right side of the wall but actually you got your confidence yet yeah, i'm right my gps is right i know i'm right let's just come down in a nice control manner and then as you come to hit those areas that i know reasonably well you kind of go yeah this is, i've managed that well in in a in a fatigued state mm-hmm. And that there's some sense of reassurance in doing that, really, yeah. rather than just yeah. following a riverside as I've been doing in the daytime. Yeah. So that's a high point. I think wide open hill. Um, finishing was a amazing emotional time. I say that it was absolutely because um, that last day had gone from um, from um, I don't know from like when I stopped at Felton, which is um, we're just you no know, eleven miles away. I was absolutely 
fed up. I re- we were discussing this before we went on air, and I was I was sick. Like I was sick to death of like being raining. I was soaking wet. It was cold. I was cold. My glucose levels were low. I was just um, and I just kind of. As a, in a nice way, I'm not, not being critical. As I came to Felton, a number of people came out to see me, and I was like, I don't want this. I'm, I felt a bit of an imposter because I wasn't where I should have been. You know, they call it this imposter syndrome, isn't it? Like, I shouldn't be doing this. I'm not worthy to be doing this. Um, and, and actually, all I want to do is just kind of get changed. Um, I was quite lucky, really, because actually I'd, I'd aimed to change my clothes at the start of every day's walking. But with a bit of a mess up the night before... I literally just got in my sleeping bag and slept in my clothes like I was so fatigued. So actually, as I got to Felton, as I was coming to Felton, I went, actually, I've still got the clothes I should have put on this morning. So I could have stood in Felton and stripped off down in a complete set of clothes from top to bottom, which made me feel 100% better than wet everything. Yeah. And that yeah. was amazing how just yeah. fresh clothes on, cup of coffee, um, something to eat and just and I was at a stage I just need food just anything like what's left nuts everything just stuff it in your mouth and that was a fantastic feel of like going from exhaustion uh, to to you know within 20 minutes I was back out um, and thankfully what an hour out of there another sun came out this <laughs> is just surreal really so that was quite a, that was the low point really um, felt and I think yeah and I think we all go through those low points on those big big challenge events don't we um but it's having that mental fortitude just to push through it mm-hmm. because invariably it's usually better once you've made the decision to move again it's yeah never quite as worse as you think it's going to be and it's so so easy just to give in it is so, so easy and, and that is it you do go that as you as you're hitting that wall yeah you cross your mind what what are my options here yeah as you know, that one in the middle of the night, I kind of thought, you know what? Actually, I could just put my head down for six hours here, skip out that 10 miles, and uh, I've kind of done it, haven't I? I've done 108 miles. It's what the guys do at the spine race. <laughs> That's my challenge. You would know, I would never let you live that down, John. If I found out you missed 10 miles. <laughs> <laughs> you, but you do. You, but, at, but no point. I kind of thought I'd rather fail reaching it than not easier than try and cheat it if yes. that makes sense yes. i'd rather say do you know what yeah. if i had got to felton i said that's it i'm i'm exhausted yeah. i'm 11 miles short at least i've given it a go rather than going, actually do you know what i'll try and con not con people but no. con myself and everything to do i'd rather say i'm going to try and yeah. do what i'm going to do it would be a hollow victory really it would have been you would know uh, possibly most people wouldn't think anything of it but you would know yourself that you you'd done that but i think the thing is what i've learned <clears> from last time <throat> is how quickly your body recovers. And I was aware of that. I thought, you know, if I can get my head down for three or four hours sleep, yeah. when the night before I had two and a half hours sleep and felt, oh, well, I went went to bed at, say, 40%, woke up at 90%. If I'm going to bed at 10%, I know I'm going to wake up at 60 70 80% as long as I can eat. And, and I literally, like, I was, I was laying in my sleeping bag, putting as much food into my mouth food and drink thinking i need my body to break this down recover why i'm asleep yeah. and that was my key thing you know, i'd like the energy bars and things i was just eating anything anything i could have just eat um uh, my body needs food and and it regenerates and gets yourself going again doesn't it so it went from very low points to 
uh, the high point of off we go again at three yeah. o'clock in the morning. So, <laughs> so. so here we are, um, week later. Um, reflections on 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 it. Now you've had a few days to recover and ponder on yeah. what it meant. Yeah, you look back with fun, yeah, we, yeah, with fun memories, really. So now, mm. uh, initially, I went, oh, that was hard, that was hard work. I, I don't know why, A, why I did it, you know, joking aside, I that was, I was beyond really my capabilities. But then looking back, I kind of think, yeah, that was, I enjoyed it, a lot of high points, a lot of low points, um, learned a lot more about my, myself as a walker, understanding yeah. what I can do, um, understanding um like to do you know what it's 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 not to be too proud to to do it example i give there is this is a strange one is is what i've learned over the last couple of years is you no know, act before something goes wrong so i know that the walking trainers i've got at the moment if i walk with them with my walking socks i'm gonna get a blister on the on the ball of my feet that's what happened straightforward as that so what do i do before i go walking i put a blister plaster on the ball of my foot mm. if i feel it aching during the walk because I, I stop every 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 leg as i say i'll just put another blister plaster on the edge of it and i will not get a blister 100 percent. if i look after myself and i stop and do it classic example here was um i said i was walking day two i get in the van check my feet over everything's good i walk over to Wooler which is a leg of um, 12 miles over the top of the Chibi Tills. Meeting Willie, I've got um, people there, friends there, know there. Okay, everything's great. I've not seen them for a while. I didn't check my feet. Do you know what I mean? I've ate. I feel great. Great, great, great. Fantastic. Didn't check my feet. Off I went. I actually came into a place called Belford and mm. thought, I'm just, I just need to, my, my feet don't feel good. Pull my socks off. I've got blisters on both the back of my heels. That was down to me not checking in Wooler because I was too proud because there was people there going to go, oh, you're great, this is fantastic, to stop and look after myself. And then I pull them off went, oh, God, don't believe it. Mm. What? Yeah. Because I hadn't put myself first, my feet first, yeah. and I thought, oh, I'll just be great. Thankfully, I put the blister plasters on quickly. They haven't been there long, and that managed the situation, and that's okay. So the lesson learned there is, you know what? Stick to what I was going to do, which is every every leg, stop, check my feet, change my socks or whatever, whatever my routine is there. And that, that I didn't, I didn't that one leg and the punishment was, and I think that's kind of the start of the end, the start of the downfall of the night. Because actually, then suddenly, oh, God bless this. Uh, right, okay, you, you're wary, you start walking on the front, you're not pushing back. And all down to, not doing that if i had yeah. stopped that 10 miles earlier i think it was a 17 mile leg that one out to uh 15 uh, 17 mile 19 mile leg out so I'm, i stopped i think we're about 15 miles i think belford i would think so i, I walked 50 so i walked 27 miles without checking my feet which i know and i should never have done i should have stopped after my, my first leg 12 miles analyzed my feet acted on them but instead I pushed on and I stopped when I shouldn't have been stopping, not at the end of my leg because my, my feet were not great and I did it. So I am wasting more time and end up in a worse situation. So listen to what my body yeah, tells absolutely. me really. Yeah. And, and stick to the plan. And stick to the plan, yeah. 
don't yeah, let people but, change you know, that. That's a lesson learned. You won't do that again. Um, <laughs> Unfortunately, it it had an impact, but it wasn't too great. I mean, I, it, it's really interesting that because my experience in the outdoors, very similar to yours, I think, is usually something fairly small and innocuous that kicks off a chain of events that then leads to a big problem or disaster. It's never something huge to start with. You know, it's always something like, a simple blister or failure to change the batteries in your head torch or something and invariably then that kicks off a chain that ends up in it being a big problem yeah somewhere and that's the thing I, other thing i learned from last time is two of everything yeah so yeah. two pairs of gloves two hats yeah. two head torches yeah. two everything yeah. and there's such lightweight things now if yeah. i tell you that um early on in night one i lost a glove now that N normally that would be or could be a yeah. fairly serious exactly right and, and as i said later on that night i went yeah. over where I, was, I was cold i was cold yeah. going over there if without a glove that could have been quite dangerous but i went yeah. I, I actually went back a few yards and come find went okay right okay no i've got another set of gloves yeah. right let's go yeah. with this so that showed me that um, that that, that strategy that was strategy right, was absolutely. right, absolutely. and and just for very little weight, I was covered. And believe me, I've never lost that second glove because I was aware this is my last pair of gloves. <laughs> if I lose something here, I've had it. Um, so that was quite interesting. You know, carrying two of everything, um, and especially also with the hats because my hats got wet, so I could yeah. be drying a hat on the top of my rucksack while my other one I was wearing and this kind of stuff. So he's, yeah, it's quite interesting that you no. Know, that's what I learned. And again, going back to last time we did the walk, we had the problem with the head torch. Yeah. Um, one thing I did this time, guess what? I, I actually took um, two spare sets of, not only did I get a spare head torch, I took spare sets of batteries. And at the start of night two, I changed my batteries. When I had my tea, they didn't need changing and it, it could have lasted all night, but I'm not having that worry. I just changed my batteries got rid of my old ones and said right there you are i know i'm gonna do I, i'm not i'm not gonna get into this problem so i walked confidently then with a spare head torch just in case something happened but knowing that my batteries will get through so slowly over time i'm starting to understand what i need to do in a logical manner um which is yeah yeah be prepared really but it? i think that's a really important lesson around you know even if you're just going for a day walk or whatever that that all that stuff around personal admin is so so important to get right, um, and not take things for granted. Like, oh well, my my head talk batteries, I haven't used it; they were fine, but actually, possibly they've run down, or or you know, it's been switched on accidentally. So where where are your spare batteries, or where's your spare head torch? And how much of those batteries? That's what yeah. I kept thinking. How how much of those batteries? Yeah. Like they are Nothing. like five pound for four quality yeah. batteries. Yeah. So but. Two fresh ones yeah, in, two in your rucksack just in case, and you yeah. sort. You can always use the ones you've taken out for something else another time. Um, but absolutely, really important stuff. It's always the small stuff that makes the difference. Mm -hmm. I think really important lesson. It is that thing again. The more you do those things, yeah. you know yourself is you get more confident where things are in your pack. Yeah. You, you yeah. can act a lot quicker. Do you know, you yeah. I have everything in the aqua packs now and the waterproof packs. Yeah. I've got one for this one. For my soft clothing as such one's got my waterproofs in and 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 you act a lot quicker yeah. as, as you're as you're walking aren't you really yeah um so yeah it's, it's kind of yeah so um if i was sat listening to this at home i'd probably think well 
this is absolutely fantastic and amazing but it's so far out of my league you know I could possibly never do anything about you know that kind of distance how how would someone listening to this go about moving the boundaries on what they can already do to something that's a bit more challenging and then again move it again if they wanted to because walking 48 uh, sorry walking 118 miles in 50 hours or so is, is a huge huge step that you just can't do from a standing start so what what can people do just to even push their the boundaries that they're working to at the moment it's, you know it's, it's all about i i've spoken a lot to various people about this is it's just improving on that small basis isn't it yeah. you know you, you this this there's there's no easy way to to rush this you now if you're used to walking six miles walk eight miles and so walk eight miles for a month do it four times walk 10 miles walk 15 miles and just slowly build yourself up build your fitness up build your distance up and then your mindset starts changing next thing you need to do is learn to walk in the dark easier said than done mm. get yourself a head torch or a couple of head torch and go and walk from home do you know walk yeah. in the streets with a bit of street light get used to it then bench a little bit further because um I, I don't know if you can remember, you've been walking a lot of distance. When I first started walking with a head torch at night time, my head was oh, going, I don't know what, a th yeah, like, do I yeah. put my headphones in to listen to music? Do I listen to what's around me? Do I think about the world that's around me at two o'clock in the morning? It's That's a hard mindset to and, do. And at night, very familiar places just yeah. seem completely different. And, and where you think, oh, the next location is x y and z suddenly that it seems a lot further yeah. in the dark yeah and then you stumble across some cows looking at you and you kind of go right okay are they are they are they happy to see me or not and you come across these things now because i've done it for a few years now that doesn't phase me but i know i remember those first few times i went out i i, I I, I walk with, if you see the picture, I do walk with two poles. The reason I walk with two poles to keep myself upright, if I didn't walk with two poles on rough ground, I would literally fall over. No, that's the yeah. reality. If yeah. I keep myself upright with my poles at night time, because I'm looking ahead with my head torch, I'm not looking what's in front of me, so I don't know what my feet are. So my feet are going over on the ankles. My feet are struggling because actually I'm looking ahead. That That's my... Um, that's my my, my thing and I, I think that as well when I'm, when I'm getting tired I do tend to slump a bit look down the ground straight up look ahead that's where I'm looking you know, be, before before like look forthright rather than actually what's yeah. under your feet yeah. um, so those those are things you kind of you start doing um, start looking at your feet so even when you go for that day walk get used to looking at your feet Vaseline uh, blister plasters understanding and you do get blisters and then you can go right next time i'm going to learn on x y and z don't you um and and just i don't know people got gps units i hope they have the gps training podcast no measure measure your, your pace how far how fast you're going and 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 you know, a bit of a a bit of a game really to gamify it if that makes sense um to do it and, and that's that's what i've done to kind of build up that fitness and i keep saying once you've done it you kind of it, you've got it haven't you no it stays there um and i'm very lucky because actually it's it's my job as well so yeah. i can kind yeah. of um if people I, I i try not to say too much when i'm doing stuff with gps training but you no know, if you look at i do this walk and talk series on youtube if people look at my walk and talk series i'm actually wrecking my night section so actually the latest walk and talk i published the Wednesday before I did my walk was me wrecking my night section from um, Newtown St Boswells to um, to Jedfoot Bridge, which was a twenty four and a half mile section. Um, so I, I did that. You no, know, 
and I tied it into some work, 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 work that I could do with it there. So it's kind of tying two into one, really. Yeah, and I, I've certainly employed that myself in the past, um, which is to go and recce the night sections in the day. And, and that's probably good advice for people as well, isn't it? Before they go for walks in, in the dark, is walk it in the daytime. Yeah. So there's some familiarity, familiarity about it. It fills me, it fills me with fear <clears throat> a little bit that actually mm. don't, know the routes i'm someone who wants to know that yeah. route so um so i, I hadn't walked the section on no the border abbey way so I, I walked it and therefore i was familiar with it and and i know when before you do the spine challenge race you walk your night sections if not all the sections mm. i think and I, I i speak to people who are doing events and go oh i don't reckon i kind of go why why would you not wreck it you know why, why would i not go for a weekend and walk a section of what i'm going to go and do yeah. and and they don't have to be in 25 mile sections no yeah when i when i was wrecking for this one i, I said i walked the bit from jedfoot bridge over no jay my wife and i went and did an eight mile walk on a sunday afternoon with a dog <laughs> we took a picnic with us so you don't have to go and kill it it's it's just like oh let's go for a walk actually let's go and walk this section because yeah. actually this is just a section yeah, we a, need to do it, it's a walk with a purpose isn't it, it is and it and it, it just familiarizes yourself so as you're coming in in the in the darkness right there's that bridge on the right hand side yeah. and i'm quite um i'm quite good at that and that's my one of my um skills is i'm quite good at remembering i'm quite good at yeah, picturing map memory. map memory really um it's mm. something that you know yeah. my background all these years ago i started writing walking out so i'm very good at picturing what i can see it ex describing yeah. it so if i if i see somewhere i remember as i'm coming down the hill right i go off the path goes off the right here or something like that I, if, I, if I've walked it, I, I won't walk it incorrectly. Yeah. Um, which is, I, think, I, I also remember when I was wrecking for the spine race, um, was to annotate the map. It's actually right on the map. Yes. Various key turning points or whatever, um, because it's okay, you know, if if it turned the the path may turn on the map. Yes. But it's what marks that turn, which isn't marked on mm -hmm. the map. It might be. A, it might be a cane or it might be a finger post or the or a wall or something and i i annotated the map with all those key points because i knew when i was going to be tired and dark i can't then start faffing around spending a lot of time mm -hmm. looking at the map that's you the breaking the route down even more yeah, though isn't it especially you're breaking the route side. i'm not even thinking a mile yeah. ahead i'm thinking yeah x hundred meters hit yeah. that sign put and that's what it's, it's yeah. all about isn't it? it's about this yeah. um you know, it's like it's the same it's exactly the same as business and it's like the like people look at our business now and go oh this this fantastic big business well actually it didn't start off like this no. it's, it's it's evolved over decades and you grow you grow gradually and, and that's that's what you do you know you grow and, and then you build the systems in place it's just the same as you're walking you you don't set off and say i'm gonna do this you, you build it up and 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 over time but it's a wonderful journey to be on because then you think back to where you Oh, absolutely. From. Where you started, yeah. And the, and I go back to you know, I'm not. I'm just a normal guy. I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm. We're gonna go for a pint afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I must be have fish and chips for my tea. So I'm not. I'm not a, a fitness yeah. freak. No. I'm not somebody who spends two hours in the gym on a Friday afternoon. Paul. <laughs> That's what Paul's been doing this afternoon. I see. So, I'm. I'm not that person. I'm. I'm the person who you know enjoys companies socializing and, and that kind of thing but, but you say that but the only reason i'm in the gym for two hours today is because next march i've got an expedition yeah that's right and the only way that i can make sure 
that I'm fit enough for that and for the demands of it is to break it down yeah. into the things that I need to do and and build it up over time. To get there. It's yeah, a joke of your so size it's no, actually it's 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 exactly the same. No before difference. I did my pre walk I didn't drink for a month beforehand so I think I, I need to just that that's 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 where I'm at to, to get myself yeah. right for it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it is I, that I'm kind no of different to you, I'm just an ordinary guy, but I have to find a way to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And it's the only way that I can deal with it is is to is is to break stuff down over a long period. But then when you're when you're in that <clears throat> expedition in your case or on my walk mm-hmm. and you're in that trying place, you've got to go, actually I did go to the gym that day and do this is yeah. why I, I've got the strength to do you got the mental strength to say I've got the strength to do it rather than actually do you know what? I kind of wing this a bit and actually no. I, I, and because yeah. when you when you get that doubt you go, yeah. I'm had it, yeah. I've given yeah. up. Something goes wrong. I mean I like you, John, I mean, in many respects, we're, we are quite similar, I'm just ordinary as well. Um, we are going to go for a beer, <laughs> and probably I'll be having fish and chips as well when I, when I go home. Um, but for me, and, and I think it's from what you've said, it's the same for you on, on the challenge, what you've just done. Even if you don't make it or you fail, I certainly want to feel as if I've done everything within my power to make sure I'm in the best place I can be. To, to give it the best go I can. I don't want to go on an expedition next March and think, well, I'm only half prepared for yeah. it because then something is going to go wrong or you're not going to enjoy it or it's going to fail. And it's the same for you. I can't imagine you wanting to start in Melrose a week last Friday thinking, well, I wish I'd gone for a few more walks beforehand. Do you know, it's quite it's quite <laughs> a relief getting to the start line because actually yeah. you, you do so much beforehand yeah. you know yourself yes. just your your training build you, up to you've it got that huge. build up of i need to do these recce's right okay yeah. i'll do them i'll do them i'll do them actually i need to do i need to do these recce's yes. and yeah. i need to do them because actually mm. i'm doing the walk in 10 days yeah. time right i'm gonna have to take a day off work that thursday to do x y and z do that recce and, and the right this sunday is too easy on that sunday said you know what oh i've had a busy week we'll have a no i need to go out and do that yeah. recce yeah. And then even just getting your kit together, your food together, the whole process of you know just changing because things like we I changed like I was originally going to walk to Kelso Leg One, and I, I decided to actually let's walk there. It'd be dark by there, and so then suddenly, literally three or four days before, right? Okay, let's jump in. Let's edit my route. Let's just work it all out and just start changing things a little bit. Mm. So you just you're working at it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we just said before before we came in is is today this is now the friday after i've done the walk walking to work this morning was the first time i said to jay my wife actually i've got my head back in work now Mm. and i have not really for the last two weeks because i've been building up to the walk all the prep and then post walk getting over the the trauma and everything that's happened and now i kind of woke up this morning thinking back about work and moving the business on again rather than what i've been doing for the last no week or 10 days really yeah but 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 that post challenge time is really important to allow your time to process it and digest it um i mean if i know i know you didn't come into work on monday but you were here on tuesday because i came in and you you were but you know you do you do need to allow yourself time to digest it all i think um maybe now you're past that now and it's back into business yeah you do that yeah as well it's kind of a bit like 
it's not like mourning, but you've you've mm. done it. You've and you need, to, as you yeah. say, you need to think back over yeah. what you've done, high points, low points, and 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 also yeah. let your body recover. Yeah, because you you, your body's body's absolutely exhausted, yeah. and suddenly yeah. it, your body just says like, stop. Just yeah. give me. 24 hours to, yeah. to sort yeah. yourself out. I'll be out. fine, just give me time to <laughs> catch up. Time yeah. to up. <laughs> give me something proper to eat. And, uh, <laughs> and bed. And bed. And, uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. It's, but I think this time as well, going back to, you know, I, I hydrated better, I ate yeah. better, you know, I, 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 I learned a lot from last time. You know, I, I, I know, you know, you, it's not something you've done. I took some energy gels as well, which kept, I knew, I, I knew how I could boost my, um, glucose levels when I needed to um, so things like before I went over wide open a quick energy gel I mm. felt the sugar rush right I need this this gets me ready for it because it's just it's what's half past 12 quarter one in the morning so yeah. you, your body naturally is going to go into sleep yeah so you learn a lot of that from yeah. last time it's just it's just developing on it really isn't it so it, it sounds like you you've learned an enormous amount this time around John um, so the question's got to be what can we expect from you next October? <laughs> Although you might not have any firm ideas yet. I've not got any. I honestly haven't any firm ideas at the moment. I think yeah. I'm hoping we can do the Coastal Challenge next year so I don't have to, <laughs> no, don't no, have to do anything. No weight is on my shoulders yeah. to, to raise that money. Um, and thank you for everybody. I must yeah. say wholeheartedly, thank you for everybody who sponsored me. We've raised over £5,000. I think we've raised 5200 so far to date. So thank you so much for everybody who's sponsored um, for the two charities. I think, I don't know, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to just um, think uh, about it, um, do something different. I don't know what yet. Um, I don't know. What, like the idea we had earlier before we came on it? I like the idea. Uh, people don't know, we had an idea that what we should do is not plan anything, just get dropped off somewhere and then we have to self-navigate to another area. Mm. So I think something like that would be quite good fun. Actually, planning and navigating in somewhere we don't know that that would keep your mind occupied yes, it would. <laughs> <laughs> they never see you again <laughs> might be quite reckless um yeah. but again, yeah i think i think something like that i kind of yeah. i've also looked at some of the um, organized events now there's quite a few hundred k events you no know, mm. around the country i kind of think actually that's well within my yeah, boundaries um and it, now i used to look at i think ah, that's kind of a challenge compared to what i did last time but i can look and go 100k yeah i could i could I could rock up at a start line there and feel confident that I could do that. Um, and again, is that the next stage of fitness? No, doing two or three, three of those yeah, a year. Yeah. Is that kind of build you up to say, right, okay, I've done now this event, this event, this event, this one. I'm now doing two or three kind of ultra events. I don't know if 100Ks classes and ultra events is, I suppose it is. Well, it's um, anything really over... Um what the runners count as an ultra, it's anything over sort of 30, 35 miles, yeah. it, I think. And then, then they kind of say, well, actually, then then if you did that, you've kind of got that under your belt, you potentially can, you know, you potentially can take up something a little bit, bit longer. Um, it, it, it's interesting listening to you in that um, when you say, oh, it's 100K, I could just rock up and do that. So, you know, a 100K walk is no longer a, it's not a long walk anymore. It's not, is it? <laughs> But I also like the idea of a hundred k with quite a lot of climbing because again that's yeah, something that I, yeah. I need to get 
into so actually yeah. I mean I've done climbing this time but not massive yeah. amount of climbing so actually 100k with some climbing would actually be as challenging as the distance yeah. without the climbing that I've been doing yeah. so I think that's the next step is building that climbing the fitness on climbing and therefore my training would then go from less of I'm going to go and do a 25 mile walk actually let's go and do a 20 mile walk but climb four or five thousand feet yeah. in that isn't it really yeah. so that's 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 that would be a completely different level. Yeah, there's another element as well because there'll be other people in it. I mean, they are competitive events. Mm -hmm. um, I am so competitive. You need to make absolutely sure that you don't come last. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so something like that. I kind of look. I've, I've been looking. I go. Oh, that's, yeah. uh, that'd be quite nice. Um, kind of yeah. Do a few of those and see how we get on. And then it's kind of a bit of you know, something on your repertoire if you do believe you could take it further on larger events in the future. Absolutely, it's nice to have them on your CV, isn't it? It, it is, yeah. So, uh, is. yeah, I, 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 see. I think at the moment it's, um, yeah, it's recovering. <laughs> and <laughs> you need to get past the never again stage. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, brilliant. That's absolutely fantastic, John. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure again to talk to you and listen to you uh, recount your amazing. A personal challenge that you've just completed on behalf of two fantastic charities as well so thank you very much thank you very much um so i'll just finish off the podcast i'll take control of my own podcast many thanks for joining me on this special gps training podcast if there's any subjects you would like to cover in future podcasts please do get in touch just ask us anything and please do give us a call especially if you're thinking about buying a new outdoor gps unit Please do take both a look at our physical courses and also our online training courses. Just go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk and click on GPS Training Courses. Please do tell our friends about the GPS training and about the various products that we offer. And if you can leave us a review and a five-star rating on iTunes or whatever platform you listen to us on, it would be very much appreciated. So, Paul, thank you very much for joining me on this special GPS training podcast and uh, we'll have to get you back again on something before we ask because we have done various bits on mountain rescue we have which have gone down very well yeah. actually Paul so we'll, we'll go and have a pint and, and have a chat think about, about what what we could do okay and uh, we could get you back in the uh, maybe just after Christmas or something yeah. and we could have a chat um, even about your own expedition oh, well yes yes so. we could we could so thanks everybody for joining me on this special gps training podcast thanks for listening to the gps training podcast the monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor gps navigation